Jamie. Hey. How are you? Oh, so much has changed since last time I talked to you. Well, I mean, I'm excited to hear all about it. Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. This is Iris. This is Jamie. And Jamie, what has happened to you in the last couple of hours since I talked to you? Oh, my gosh. I can't even, I don't even know how to summarize it all so much in the last few hours. So I've gone from somewhat bored to extremely bored. That's, oh. Yes. <laughs> I've hit that place. I think we've, we've all been there. And I've actually been here even when not in, um, like, it doesn't feel like a new or unusual thing for me. And a really annoying thing is work is being done on the hallways in my building. And so people keep walking past my, well, it's the same people, but they keep walking past my balcony and it bothers me so much and I really need to get different window treatments that you can't see through um but yeah I, I would suggest a trip to Ikea yes that's a great idea I I should go in person to an Ikea store I definitely agree with you, you. could get curbside I you know I didn't even think I actually found window treatments I like but there's a lot of things I'd like to buy and I'm um I have a goal to save a certain amount of money before I can buy anything but I might have to give uh, on certain things like these, because I'm just like, I'm so annoyed. Like this has been, since I moved in, they've been doing this work, which I I appreciate because I actually asked if they were going to update the hallway. So it's sort of my fault, but it's just annoying. Um, But I'll be happy when it's over. I think it should, next week might be the last week. I don't know. It seems like it shouldn't take so long, but because we're not um, managed by a management company, which I love, we're kind of doing the work ourselves. So I think that's part of why. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I've, I'm used to being extremely bored. I've had this happen before. And it's that bored where you can think of things to do, but none of them sound like things you want to do. So even if people yeah. like suggest things, you're like, no, I want to do that. that's not it that's not the thing that I want to do yes yeah so um and I'm trying to watch my diet which is the worst time but it's because I haven't watched my diet for years so now I have to watch it now I feel like and it's just a horrible time because I just want to eat everything I mean i don't really have anything in my house that I would want to eat. So that probably helps. Yeah, I try to do that. But that's hard too. Because I try to like not um, I try to do more of like an intuitive eating model. But I mean, I could watch my diet. I could watch as I ate it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, look at this. So how are you? What's new with you? Um, I finished watching I've been for the last like week been really into watching fictional but really not historical shows. Oh, okay. So I was The watching... Nazi Hunters where you were watching that show, right? No. Oh. I'm watching I was watching no, even further back. I was watching The Spanish Princess first, um, which oh. is about Catherine of Aragon. Mm-hmm. And then after that I was like really into it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, now I'm gonna go watch The White Princess. So I finished The White Princess, so now I'm watching the Tudors. It's just been Oh interesting. A binge of like two weeks and I can't stop. Wow. But it's okay. I mean, that's you're it's fascinated like... by something. That's that's not where I, I, I I'm jealous. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would be jealous if I were you too. Yeah. I mean, it is it is sex, cheating, murdering people. Yeah. 
backstabbing, killing children. Yeah. I mean, it's just all that's the crazy like things. Life. Yeah, that's yeah, part I mean, of my basically. Life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've been watching. I've been just like watching that, mm-hmm. and it's been raining. Yeah, um, it's been so I've like been... a mother today. Yes, and so it's just not. I don't think it stopped the whole day. I think that's um, why I'm bored. Um, I want to blame it on the rain. I don't know if that's actually true, but I want. To. No, let's just say that. That's yeah. why. Um, what else? Oh, I was looking at there was. A, I was going to tell you this earlier, but then mm-hmm. I didn't. So I'm happy I didn't because now I can tell Ooh. you. So I was looking at the text messages uh, that everybody was sending out and you sent out the picture or the little video gif of the woman dancing and you were like why is this not in style anymore and then I wanted to say this but then I was like I don't really feel like talking it was um it is in style like that actual that no I know that's part of yeah I was joking around because like it did come back I, would I don't say, think anybody like, got your joke. Why did it? What I meant was, is like, why wasn't it in style the entire time? Like, why oh, didn't we oh. think this was like, cause it's such a, car- well, it's such a caricature of a person wearing that kind of an outfit. And I just think it's funny now to it, wear that. It is thing. back. It is a thing. Yeah. But I think um, the world's comment are... about the bikini line is kind of true. <laughs> well, probably- yeah. I think so, too. I think that there was, like, a huge movement in – so okay, so that was, like, the 80s that you chose. So, basically, what we're talking about, everybody, is, like, the high-waisted um, workout gear. Yeah, with, like, the leg warmers and yeah. um, the multicolors, like, the tights, like, uh, tights underneath, you know, like, a unitard mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so now that high-waisted swimsuit is back in. That is literally what everybody is wearing. Um, I'm not wearing it because it is not flattering for me. But yeah, for I'm other people, you have like... I would like to get a unitard, a workout unitard. I'm starting to see those, and I kind of want to get one. I feel like I, you should. I think it will look I good. I was just going to say I feel like it wouldn't, but I appreciate that you said that it would. I think it would look good. I mean, I can imagine you in this unitard doing aerial yoga when it cut, when you're able to go back. Oh, I yeah. Like that's a look. That's me. And I feel I'm like, like you should lean into it. Mm, I, I think you should do I it. I think you should get the unitard and just prepare yourself back for aerial. Um, but it is, like, such a look. But I do think that there was, like, a movement in the 90s. In the 90s, I don't think people were shaving their bush. I think it was, like, more um, – free love of the pubes and so I think that's why it went out I don't think people were shaving as much um I think it was like kind of cool to not do that now I do think most people are like totally it doesn't seem like people have hair down there um I have not seen it I didn't know that that changed in the 90s I thought it's been I thought it was like all of the 70s that you're supposed to shave your pubes there was all those things in the, like, 90s where every time you see those movies, there was a lot of nudity in 90s movies um, with, like, the na- – but there was, like, a movie. Oh, yeah. I know what you're – I'm thinking about uh, the big Lebowski. She had pubes, didn't she? Yeah. It was, like, more of a movement then to be, like – you were still, like, super, super thin. Yeah. But it was, like, back to the natural tits and all mm-hmm. that, and then it kind of went mm-hmm. out. Like, it was just more of the natural, fresh face kind of – girl next door but yeah. that's super and then real fun and super hot with, with Britney Spears and then we all were fucked yeah well now we've got the Kardashians so like all that oh, work yeah. that you did to lose all that weight can get pencil thin now you need a fat ass a tiny waist and big tits I mean I, mean, it is I got some of that going I got the fat well, ass, so you're that's all you have to do is just like keep waiting eventually 
you eventually it's going to come back around because this body type was like very in like in the early like this is not the first time this this is like very on trend mm-hmm. to be a 1920 1920s well, was like super super waif then mm-hmm. girl but before that was like the curvilicious princess and then so was like the Marilyn Monroe time yeah so, like, remember when there that. was a brief time period in the 90s when curly hair was in it was like five minutes but it was really brief I, it was nice I remember like hero Mariah Carey and she had that curly hair. And, and I was like, oh, my hair. gosh. She looks like me. It was great. And then there's Jesse Spano. Oh, that's she right. Saved by that's the right. Bell. Yeah. She's got the cute yeah. curly hair. And then there was a the girl from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Curly hair, yes. too. So that was like a whole. That was. That the was. There was like the natural yeah. curly girl. And then it went out again. Because it always does. Well, I mean, that is like, I think that beach wavy curly hair is in right oh, now. Oh, but that's I not curly that hair is. to me. That's. I don't. That's I mean, yeah. Oh no. But it's uh, it's not straight. Yeah. But I don't think that uh and it is really in right now to have like curly hair mm-hmm. if it's naturally your hair, like as a person of color. So yeah. that's it. Well, Nobody likes to get relaxed. Either anymore. way, that's I'm really glad thing. that we're back to the high waisted and so instead of having um pubes, we can ha- just have the razor burn that everybody can see. Um so mm-hmm. that's great. I mean, I don't know if any of the women who are wearing these high waisted I mean, uh, swimsuits uh, are... tights underneath, anyways, right? To hide razor burn. Yes, and then also, I don't know if anybody who's wearing these actually shaves. I think they probably all go get a wax. So yeah, it's 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 a thing. It's like you need the wax, you need the fake lashes, and you probably need some. Or you know what? Actually, who am I? What am I talking about? It's twenty twenty. They're not waxing. They're lasering. Duh. Uh, That's these true. Laser doll. That's probably off. true. So, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Nobody has hair down. They're not waxing it anymore either. They're they're lasering. That it is away, one thing so I've thought no about worries. is getting laser hair removal. Not necessarily there, but um, just yeah, in just in general, like that. Like out of all the things, like beauty things to spend money on, mm-hmm. because it's like if that really now it depends though, because like you don't know if you have the supercharged hair that will grow back no matter what. Um, right. But if you could. No, if I could know that that would get rid of hair, then it it's worth it. Yeah, because then you don't you just don't have to worry right. about it anymore. Um, I don't know. I you don't know that. That's the try. only thing. You don't know if that's going to happen. Although I guess I've talked to some people who are like, I'm just happy that uh, it doesn't grow back as much. Right, and maybe you get a couple. I mean, that's like everybody who does microblade, uh, micro needling or needle something. I don't know, whatever that is with your brows mm-hmm. that everybody's doing. Oh, I didn't know about uh, that, but that makes sense. Yeah, it's like you do the needle micro needling, okay. but it only la- it lasts for like a year, so you have to get it done oh. every year, is it really or maybe painful? twice a year. I don't know. I'm not doing it. Okay. Um, you should ask Laurel. She oh, does it. I'll ask I'm Laurel. like not. Okay. That's like not for All me. Right. I'm like that's like not a thing. Um, but I, I do know that people like doing it because it lasts you for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, and you're like it, a good amount of time, I guess, as things go. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have to do like for instance, I do my brow. I get my brows done whenever they're when we can. But I get my brows <laughs> done probably like twice a like twice a month. And so wow, if you could cut nice that down month. to twice a year. That's like a good. That's good. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I get my brows done every other wow. week. So if you don't, if you are a person who does their brows regularly, if you really think about it, if you got the micro needling or whatever it's called, like that's a huge mm-hmm. time saver to just get it done twice yeah. a year. Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. 
Um, um, well, yeah, I'm trying to think about other things that I'm watching. Oh, there's a show that I don't know if we've talked about that you would like on HBO. It's called Run. Have we talked about it? Do you know about no. the show? No, we should actually have this mm-hmm. deal because, okay, so this, do you know who Fever, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is? Do you know who that is? No. Oh, have you Mm-mm. seen the show? She has a show on Amazon. What is it called? It's going to drive me nuts that I don't remember the name of the show. There's a gay priest on there. Well, he's gay in real life, but he's a priest on the show and they have sex on the show. Um, what? I, I've never seen the show. Whatever it is that you're talking about. It was like a big that. cult hit, that show. Um, and I is it a comedy? Because you know, I yes, Fleabag. So it's like entirely Fleabag. likely that I must. Die. Yeah, you would like it. This. It's really dark. It's dark humor. It's funny. Um, but anyway, so her and a really and a friend of hers always had this pact, like this joke that if they both said "run," they would just start like running wherever they were, like if they were just like not having whatever they were doing at the time. So it turned into this show that they created where it's um, two people that were um, together in college and they had a pack that if they if one of them texts run and the other one texts it back within a 24 hour period, they would meet at Grand Central and they would go on a trip together cross country over a week. And so 15 years later, it happens. Oh, see, I love that. Yeah. And it's good. It's like. It, it goes in unexpected places, um, and the actors are really good. The woman from Unbelievable, one of the the um, the main characters in Unbelievable, she's in it, and I really like her. So, and I like the guy too. He's um, I think it's a Irish or Scott. I think it's an Irish actor. Um, well, I mean, automatically, I'm interested. Yeah, he's good looking. That. He's good looking. Um, he's got the the hot accent. Yeah, yeah. So. I've been watching that show. I'm watching We're Here, which is a show about drag where they take drag to small communities and try and celebrate identity. Um, yeah, that's good, too. I also have been watching What We Do in the Shadows, which is a mockumentary about vampires. Yes, you told yes, me about this. That one's also very funny. You've been watching a lot of funny stuff. I oh, yeah, I need to. I need to watch funny stuff. It's so important for me. Yeah. I don't know what it says about me that, like, funny stuff actually makes me sad. And, like, if something is, like, oh, this person might be murdered, I'm like, yes, tell me more. It's distracting. I'm more distracted by murder than than laughs. I don't know what that means. I probably need to unpack it. Uh, probably or just not. Just, like, be like, this is who I am. Yep, that is who I am. If it is like something that is going to be potentially terrible, I'm very interested. I'm like, oh, yeah. And and then, of course, I sent you that that new show that is going to be awesome, that we are both going to be on the Mm -hmm. edge of our seats. I can't wait. When I saw it, I was like, Iris, I kept thinking about you the whole time. Yeah. Although it's interesting because you've read the book. Um, So Mm -hmm. we're, by the way, for everyone who's listening, there's this book where, uh, do you know the name of the book, Iris? It's called the same thing. Um, I'll be gone. I'll be gone in the dark. Or whatever, I'll be gone in the like dark. The and so I, there's a book um, that was written by um, Patton's Oswald's uh, late wife, um, who was obsessed with the Golden State Killer. And so that book is now being made into a series, a documentary series on HBO. So I saw it and thought of Iris and was like, we have to see this. So. Um, but I know you see read the book, Iris, so it'll be interesting to see 
how much they follow that. I mean, I would think maybe they would update it because the book came out in what, 2018, but I'm not sure when she actually finished writing. When was her death? I'm trying to remember. Uh, she I, I, the book updated. The book has a conclusion. Oh, okay. But I wonder if like even the documentary might have a more updated because obviously it's 2020 now, but who knows? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how much more has happened than when she passed away. Yeah. The Golden State Killer didn't and, come and out the- and say like, yeah, it's me. This is the time I decided to come out and tell all you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jamie, I don't want to tell you what's going to happen. but oh, that is what happened. Kind of. Oh, yeah, no. That doesn't bother me at all. I'm so excited. I want to know who it is. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I did see, like, a headline she, about it. Yeah, she, she basically – the point of the book is that, like, she was – really driving hard about this whole issue and like it was kind of forgotten she like really drove the interest and she really was one of the people who helped to solve this and they didn't give her any credit for it that's partially what the book talks about yeah you gotta hopefully remember that but yeah like this was she was writing this in like really pushing and investigating and like she was a lot of the reason why they opened it up and like the way that they found him was because of a new technology and just like her interest in it and then wanting to like think outside of the box and like Hmm. Yes, like it was wow. her. Like, she I'm did this. so okay. Um, actually, I'm even more excited to watch it now. Um, I really need the show to be out today because <laughs> I'm so bored today. I, I don't yeah. want to. It's really good. Yeah, and I think it's, it's not really coming good. out until it's June. sad too, but it's really good. Oh, and they're yeah. also doing really a new good. version of Perry Mason on HBO. Perry, okay, so I know this because that? my mom likes all the dumb, boring, like black and white shit. like she was that mom as a kid, like, let's watch it back in my movie. And you were like, no, so boring. Um, Again, I tell you, my mother was literally, my mom is 50. Like, so she never asked me to watch that. Well, she but not every that. mom is like that. It's just because my mom is, okay, she's like 60. She's older than your mom, almost 20 years. I guess that's true. But still, I don't think every mom is like this, but she's big into the black and whites. But so she, yeah. My like when I was growing up, like this is the thing. When I was ten, my mom I think was like twenty nine. Like I think by the time I was my age, like how old am I? Yeah, my mom was thirty when she had me. So that's it. That's the difference. Yeah, no, my mom had me when she was nineteen. She's like a child. Like she's like very similar to like she just would want to watch the same thing that I would want to watch. We watch the same shows now. Well, so anyway, so and she loved like you know how we both love murder mysteries. So she did too. So like. and I grew up watching I love that for her, though. So does my mom. My mom. Yeah, I grew up watching Murder She Wrote and Diagnosis Murder and uh, Matlock, and she grew up like watching Perry Mason and um, like Dragnet and stuff like that. So Perry Mason was a black and white um, show about a lawyer who would like solve crimes, I believe. And so they're doing that. a new Perry Mason that's like a darker version on HBO that's like set in this awesome like. I want to say it's, like, 40s, 50s. Like, it has, like, a very film noir, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Chinatown, but, like, a very, like, Chinatown or, like, L.A. confidential feel. So it might be earlier. It might be, like, the 20s or 30s. I might be wrong that it was 40s or 50s. Have you seen those movies, L.A. confidential? Or- oh. No. Okay. Wait, no. Yes, I have actually seen L.A. Okay. confidential. Have yes, you seen I Chinatown? I have seen that one. Okay. No, you have to watch it. That, it's like a better LA Confidential. It's like it's LA Confidential really took from Ch- Chinatown. It's a really, really good. Yeah. 
It's a really good movie, I have to say. For an old I love it. It's I'll like one it. of those movies that um or TV shows that you're like, I don't even know that this is an older TV or movie. Like it's that good. To me. Maybe you'll hate it. I don't know. But there's a really famous part that I would totally do, but it kind of gives stuff away. So I'm not gonna tell you. We can do it once you see it, if you see it. And if you decide not to, I'll do it anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Anyway, I so we should that. probably introduce the guests we're having today. Yes. So today we're going to be talking to Heidi. Um, this is your podcast. Like, you're in charge. I if think you, talk you should it, talk about okay. Heidi because you've known her longer than me. But what am I – like, Heidi can talk about herself. Heidi's, like, one of my friends who I've known forever. She's going to come on the podcast. She's great. But, like, also, like, I've known her longer, but you and her – Yeah. Too. She's one of our – I would say she's, like, one of our few mutual friends. So, like, I think you well, have to, I would, to say Well, I would say, she's like, amazing. we – it's pretty amazing we have any mutual friends, given we've only been friends for a little bit over a year. But you, more than anyone I've ever met, has really introduced me to so many other people. Uh, yeah, well, that's good. Well, I'm probably more open to it life. than I used to be, and probably it's somewhat your personality okay. too. Um, and because you know you're not a real big fan of people, so it's like okay, try to see them all at once. Like, don't try to face it out. We talked about yeah. that before. I don't want to hang out with you guys one on one. I just want to hang out in a big group so I never have to totally see you again. That. That's my goal. Uh, like. This whole, this COVID thing is like actually fine yeah. for me. I think I'll start missing people probably. In no, I, I totally feel that. <laughs> and that's the funny thing is like, even what I'm saying about the boredom, nothing, I don't feel like I'm experiencing being a, at least the alone part. I don't know if I'm experiencing as much newness as maybe others might be. And that sounds like I'm mm-hmm. bragging. I'm not trying to brag, but um, there was a great article I read about how, um, solitude that solitude may have nothing to do with being introverted or extroverted it may be have it may have more to do with your perspective on solitude and your ability to self-regulate like being with yourself Mm -hmm. which I think is something I've definitely grown in in the last few years so um but yeah why don't we shift to talking about Heidi anything else you want to talk about before we bring her in no Nope, Heidi's awesome, and we're going to talk about her life today. Not really. We're going to talk about, like, who she is, but really the topic of today is stopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm excited for And it. I think that that'll be great. I, I'm going to try, so wait, before we talk about this, is this, like, going to be? Oh, Iris, I stopped hearing you. What'd you say? Oh, there you are. Sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Funny stalking serious talking? Funny stalking. Why do we have to choose? Okay. This is America. Per- wow. Not communist Russia. Wow. You know what? Okay, Donald, I'm going to let you. (laughs) Let's get Heidi on the line. Oh, man, I'm in trouble with Putin now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hello again, Jamie. Hey there. And hi, Heidi. Hi. Your voice is so relaxing. (laughs) Oh, girl, I just woke up. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. I love that you're like, I woke up and I got on the podcast. And you're you're glowing. You look beautiful. You're glowing. We all know it. Uh huh. You probably look just woke up that way. (laughs) Yep. My hair's in a bun and I'm in sweatpants, all gray. I'm super hot. Nice. I'm digging it. Yep. I think that Doug would agree. I think sweatpants is the new fashion. It's the new fashion piece right now. You're in style, Heidi. 
I know. I've seen so many but ads. I'm willing for to pay a lot of money for school sweatpants because oh my they gosh, are people really often. do. Oh, people well, do. just go on Facebook because I'm telling you, every ad is sweatpants right now. <laughs> I'm not I'm even having- kidding. I think those, like, little Valora ones are coming back from, like, the early 2000s. Oh, yes. And oh, I never like, got you, like, those. I need those. I'm a huge yes. fan. Yes. Love... On your butt is the best thing. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of some Valora tracksuit action happening. And I have a feeling even when I go back to work, I'll probably be working from home for the rest of the year. So I'm going to just get myself some of those in every color. And yeah. also J-Lo as of like the early 2000s but she had that like cute track suit on oh, with yeah. the, like she had the shorts version of it though she had like velour shorts oh track suit with her little gold hoops i feel like that's my vibe for the summer i'm li- nice. i'm going to that's, that's going to be you know what? why not Iris just figured out what you should do for your date anniversary you and mike should go out wearing matching velour outfits Listen, don't tempt us with a good time. I'll wear the oh, I'm telling too. you. Yeah. yeah Mike, can so wear, Mike can wear an Adidas tracksuit, and then we'll yeah. just go out like that. Well, I, I, just, I, I would love to see Heidi and Doug do that, but I just don't <laughs> think they would. I think it, out of principle, they would just be like, we're not doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Doug would. <laughs> he would. Yeah, he's, he's actually, he, he would. He's, he, he goes along. With that, so he would. Yeah. I love that about Doug. That's my favorite thing about him. He's a joiner. <laughs> anyway, Heidi, how are you doing? How's everything been? How are you holding up with quarantine life? By the way, we're already recording the podcast. So yeah. um, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. I mean, there's definitely, it's a challenge for sure, because I'm like moving around and I feel very constrained. Especially when it rains. Oh know? my god! Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's been raining nonstop. It's so been, then I, I feel like it's been more like, I like willingly make myself sleep because I'm like, oh well, I can't think of anything. Like I can think of things to do, but there's nothing I want to do. Ah, Jamie was just talking that. about this, Heidi. <laughs> I'm in the very bored state where people will try to tell me things to do, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, so so there's nothing, and I'm like, okay, I'll just sleep then. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for everybody to know, Heidi is definitely a movement-oriented person, so I could see that a day like today would be challenging, um, yeah. especially in a pandemic. I did the challenge, though, and oh, our class. So That's awesome. Good. I would say that, Heidi, you are the most active person that I know but also, if there was somebody, if there was something that came out that said one of your friends took a nap in the middle of the day, who was it? I would still pick it was you. I would pick that yeah. you were most likely. That's why to she run needs the naps. I know. I would still <laughs> pick that you were most likely to run a marathon and take a nap. Like you were Absolutely. most likely to do both, like nap and marathon all at once. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so, Heidi, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, other things that we should know about you or other things that you've been up to, anything you want to share? Well, you know, I was dog sitting. Yes. Do you still (laughs) have the pup? No, I might take her again. Um, this weekend we'll see. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, you had her in your place. You're a duck's place. Yeah. Oh, how fun. Yeah. How does she like it there? She loved it. Well, th- there's weird sounds, so uh, she's not used to being in a high rise, and like the elevator's weird, like just different. Yeah. Um, but she did 
love the attention. Oh. And um, now when I went into work, she like whines when she sees me if I don't acknowledge her. Like I acknowledge her, but like then don't like spend time with her. Or if I'm walking the other, she just waits by the door. And oh my goodness! Me. <laughs> She's like, "Excuse me, I thought that you were going to adopt me. What happened? <laughs> Don't take me back." <laughs> yeah. Aww. But she she's sweet. Because I mean, how that you're you guys? They have how many dogs? Five. Yeah. Nope. That's mm-hmm. why I kind of volunteered to help take one off the hands for a little bit yeah it's a creative way of staying out of the house too exactly be like i'm going to take <laughs> this dog yeah exactly it was dual purpose yeah but like, can i be the dog's <laughs> nanny i feel like she needs some help and care <laughs> totally. totally live in meaning live in my house yeah exactly she <laughs> needs to live in my house because being around all the other dogs really stresses her out and so I feel like in order to get her into tip-top condition she needs to live with me and we just need to do one-on-one things together probably for the next six to 12 months so <laughs> right I don't know that's not enough training I, I would say at least two years probably you're right <laughs> yeah you're right probably for right two years you're right and make all these bogus promises and then be like, I quit. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. But, and I'm keeping the dog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's mine now. Uh, okay. Well, the, fir- the reason we wanted to have you on is because we wanted to talk about stalking. And like, when I think about stalkers, I automatically think about you. So I thought that you were the perfect person to be on the show. <laughs> no. It's because Heidi is most likely to be stalked, I feel like. If somebody, again, if somebody said, which one of your friends has a stalker, I'd be like, Heidi? I would still guess it was you. And I'd probably guess it was one of your ex-boyfriends that I know about. I'd be like, it's probably them. They're, like, standing outside of her her condo with with notes. Well, I haven't had an official stalker that I know about. That means they were good. Yeah, yeah, they could be You didn't know about it. I'm just very... uh, um, oblivious. <laughs> so you're like I could have been stalking the. They could have been stalking me the whole time, and I would have never noticed. Although yeah. a component of stalking typically is to make someone uncomfortable. You, that's the the point. Okay, mm-hmm. see, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand I mean, that's a result, but I mm-hmm. didn't realize that's part of the motive. Uh, well, yeah, because it's it. it well, I mean, it does depend on the situation, but. Uh, my, I think some of the time it's about having power and control, right? Um, yeah. And so, uh, and, and usually you want to be, you want a sense of closeness to the person. And so, and you might want a relationship with them where the other person doesn't. And so, um, yeah. yeah, you do end up making the other person uncomfortable. But it does depend because I think sometimes, um, well, I think also too, it stalking his is one of those words that's taken on commonplace language. Like we mm-hmm. might use the word bipolar. Oh, she's so bipolar. But we're not right. meaning that the person's actually They're bipolar. really diagnostic. Right. Right. So right. I think stalking originally came from a power and control dynamic of making someone uncomfortable, but we'll use the word to say, Oh, I was stalking my ex, you know, but we're not exactly when you were on Facebook. Right, right. And pictures. Right, it's right. Totally innocuous. Right. Have you ever had an ex that was kind of a little bit, had some stalker tendencies or a friend? 
a friend could be a stalker uh, too. I watch true. a lot of Lifetime, different. and there are lots of female stalkers out there. Yeah, so it only takes someone making feel well. I feel like women. This is like we're like just wired for this. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> like, just you know, like how women love like creating. I mean, this is total generalization, but creating like little schemes like this is like fun for us I feel like I would be a bad stalker though because here's the thing like I'm really good at finding out stuff about people on social media like I can look you up I can do a deep dive I love that part but I don't really want to I don't think I'm good at the whole like enacting this like like confrontation stalking like yeah getting in touch with you behind the scenes yes I mean like it's like Am I a stalker or am I training to be in the FBI? <laughs> Who's to say? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just becoming a like, detective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to become a PI. I'm not good at the whole like following you to your no. house type of shit. Like that's not like I'm not good at that. But like, do I know no, who I'm... you celebrated your birthday with last week? Yeah. Do I think she's cute? Sort of. I mean, totally. That's more like along the lines of my stalking. I'm not good at like I'm right. not going to come to your house. <laughs> right well that's the kind I mean that, that is like seems more natural for women to like be on top of that mm-hmm. stuff and practice that behavior and you social know media I think makes it so much easier yeah it yeah. does and make I would it say, so much easier say, but it's also like an I think a natural um desire like that kind of curiosity like there's there's something like socially like there's some it's it's fulfilling this a need whether it's we feel um whether it's acceptable or not because you know there is like a kind of a socially acceptable part to it and then there's a fine line where it's like wait no that's too much right you know Mm -hmm. so but but it fulfills there's a strong need I think for just humans to especially those that we have an attachment to well I think it's a piece of comparison right like we want to feel better about ourselves um and and by comparison to someone else Uh, some some of the time that works and a lot of the time it ends up not you know um I've definitely noticed like when I've done that when I've looked someone up and I'm like oh let me feel better and then I'm like yeah this actually didn't feel better feel worse yeah (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's, it's totally a happiness killer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what, why, you know, it's like the curiosity, the curiosity killed the cat. Right. It's like, yeah, you're curious. And then it's like, I just talk to myself because I, that that does not help me. That just makes me feel worse and makes me want, wonder more. Like it's this insatiable. Right. Exactly. It's very short term. So then you're looking for something else. Yeah. And I also think like women, yeah. actually, um, Don, Don Glover, Donald Glover Jr., the, the son of Donald, the writer. Yeah, yeah. who also, yeah. you know, had the show Atlanta and he starred in Community. He did this great comedy special where he was talking about the difference between like women and men stalking. And he's like, women, it's like funny. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, she's crazy. But like for women, it's like. Yeah, he like came to my house and he like threatened to kill me. It's like it's not funny. No, I laugh. Yeah, but that's, it's not right. Funny. But it's a good joke because I mean I think like pe- we forget that like because there is such um, this 
I think, stereotype of women being the crazy ex-girlfriend, right? Like, there's even a show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where she is a stalker. It's a great show. It is a great show. Um, And, you know, and and you think about movies like, what was the movie with Glenn Close and Michael Douglas that was a... No, that bitch was nuts. That was Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. I was about to talk about that. Yeah, that yeah. But, crazy. like, that, that, like, when women do it, it's more cute or silly. Like, it's not the same amount of fear that when a man is doing it to a woman. Um, Jamie, let's roll this back. Did you think Glenn Close yeah, was funny on Fatal Attraction? No, but what I'm saying is, is Fatal Attraction is um, not, the, not the general rule. It's an exception. Not yeah, the norm. usually a man yeah. is going to exhibit that type of behavior. And the th- I see, I think that that's like a really interesting thing, but I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and women, we are likely to do some crazy shit too. I think we're not. I'm like, not saying we're us. not likely to do crazy shit, but I'm saying fear is different. We're, women are more likely to be right. scared of like, men than right, men are of women. Yes. Right. Because like the heart, like threatened exactly because men just physically like are stronger than women you know so but I agree there's some women that I mean I'll be honest I've definitely done stalker behavior uh, without realizing the person who I'm talking about though like no no I didn't do it in a scary way but I it was more driven by anxiety because unfortunately um I was I'm a person who gets anxious when I don't feel close to people and lo and behold, I find people who get anxious when they get close to people. So then I would have a partner who was trying to distance himself and that would make me really anxious. So I would keep trying to reach out to get their attention and it never worked out well, believe it or not. (laughs) But that's what I would do. I don't know if that's stalking though. Uh, I I think so. Yeah. Cause I would, I would text and call repeatedly. I was trying to get control. It's a, it's a very low level of it, but I would consider sure. that because I really wasn't letting up. I really wanted to, I, I wanted it badly enough to get that person's attention instead of just letting it go. Well, another thing I think is an interesting yeah. thing to bring up is that I do agree that I think men are more scary, but I also think that there is, a, there's a fair amount. I don't know the specific numbers, but women are really just as capable of being scary and stalking too. Like, especially recently, there's Jodi Arias. There's the woman who drove forever in a diaper to go kill her husband's mistress. It happens. Also, what I will say is that one thing that we should think about when we're talking about stalking and thinking about women too is because I do think that men are more scary to women than women are to men. A lot of the times the women begin stalking behaviors because of a lot of what you just said, Jamie. And sometimes that involves other women. And a lot of the time the people who are getting stalked could be the other woman who may or may not know that she's another woman. Um, And I think we're really likely to hurt each other. Like stalking your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend or your new boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. Like, I think that kind of stuff happens a lot. Well, yeah, stalking is most likely to happen after relationship ends. I think that's something that people don't, maybe don't realize. They think maybe it's like a stranger or something, but yeah. I always think that it's going to be like some fucking person that you know. That's what I always think, too. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad that hopefully that's changing. Um, and I think also we don't know. We There's so much that we accept that is actually not okay. And that's why, Heidi, maybe you're right. Like, maybe what I was doing was a low level of stalking. But I do think it was, you know, versus like saying, oh, that's that's okay. Um, not that you're saying it was okay. But like, 
I, you know, I had a friend once who she was dating someone and I was like, you know, this, I'm kind of worried this could turn into stalking. And she was like, no. And then it ended up being true that this person um, that she was dating not that long was starting some stalking behavior. And luckily, because we were talking about it, um, she caught it earlier on to be able to squash it because the earlier on you can squash it, the better off you are. But um, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of behaviors that we, uh, you know, take that we don't see as stalking that we might try to accept because it is hard to think that maybe we're being stalked. Okay. Right. Exactly. Right. Or you're involved in that. Either way, either you're doing the stalking or receiving because it's, it's such a loaded word, I think, and has such a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. In, in some ways, I guess. It, but at the same time, it can be used in a, like a kind of lighthearted way, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, was stalking you. And I saw whatever, you know, that I would say, Iris, I, you know, I was stalking you. And I saw that you and Mike went to St. Louis. How was right. your trip? Right. You you wouldn't really think I'm stupid, No, I right? wouldn't. <laughs> right. You know, even though I... I just told right. you I was. Right. That is and, and it's hard, too, because but. of how we talk about, like, relationships, um, too, and what we think is okay and what isn't. Like, how much do we believe that's playing hard to get and having someone continue to pursue us? And where does that then cross a line? I mean, I know many stories of relationships that started with, um, I, I'm saying women, but I'm sure this could be for men, too, but with women like that I knew who were like, I really don't like this person. Why won't they leave me alone? And then eventually like they were married, like they had a relationship and got married. So like, it's, I think it's interesting because it's so, it's so nuanced and it's so based on culture and what we think is what, how we're raised and what's okay and what isn't. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Like it can mean different. So I wondered it can mean different things. Go does ahead, stalking Tyler. have to be, do we feel like a stalking needs to be a, is, is it only stalking if it's something that you don't want? Can you will, can I be willingly stalked? So like if you were calling and texting me a lot, but I was like, okay with it, would you be stalking me? Or like, same thing if you were like, like Heidi said, she was looking at my social media and she like knew what I was doing. If I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. Or like we're friends and I think it's okay. Like, is it okay if the person's okay with it? Does it matter? Does the con- is the true thing about stalking actually the context? Iris, Heidi dropped. Oh, Heidi. Heidi's back. Okay, yeah. so can you say <laughs> yes. your question again? So yeah, basically, stuff. I was just saying like if height if if stalking is is about the context, meaning like if you are doing something but I'm okay with it, like calling a lot or looking me up on social media, but I'm like, oh, this is fine, like we're friends and this is acceptable. Is that yeah, stalking or is it only stalking? It. Right. Or is it only stalking? Like, so it is it only stalking person, if I'm just... Uh, yes. Do you want me to answer that? Or hey, what do you think? Um, I feel like that's it. I feel like part of the definition should be making the other person uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I feel like that's wrapped in in it. Yeah. So my, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Iris. I was just going to say, what do you think, Jamie? So, um, and, and I should preface this by saying that I have a history working in violence against women and I actually would do trainings on stalking. And the reason I, you know, uh, 
like know some of this stuff is because when I was first training on stalking, I didn't know what stalking was. And I had, took a question from like a college student and I had to have someone jump in who was doing the training with me to totally say my answer to her was wrong. And then I was like, oh, I guess I don't know what stalking is. And then I read The Gift of Fear and that book really helped me understand stalking. So in terms of the legal definition, and this is from years ago also, so I don't know if something's changed, but the legal definition, my understanding is um, you need to be uh, uncomfortable and it needs to happen more than once to be stalking. Those are the two things that need to happen. So if you've gotten flowers twice and you're uncomfortable with it, that's stalking. Now, are the police going to do anything about it? No. Yeah. <laughs> this guy right, is sending me flowers. You're going to be like, well, you should Yeah, which is part of what's so difficult about stalking. I had a situation where I had a neighbor that was stalking me and I tried to talk to the landlord and also to, I think it was an ex who was a police officer and they were both like, the, the ex understood where I was coming from, but he's like, yeah, you don't really have enough to do anything. And my landlord actually made me feel worse about the situation. So um, that wasn't very helpful. But what, what do you think, Iris? Yeah, I think that you would have to have to be uncomfortable in order to really say that you're being stalked. However, mm-hmm. another thing that I think about is sometimes every time I watch these movies, like on Lifetime, basically, because there's a lot of stalking on Lifetime. Sometimes, especially in like, uh, it's, it's usually, and this is not just about white people, but this is the name of the movies usually. And this is like a genre. It's like single white femaleing somebody, but it could really happen with anybody. I feel like sometimes with that shit, you don't even know that it's going to happen until you're dead. So like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, what that means. It's just like this person who's your friend, but they like start to emulate you. And that's like, female friendship is so incestuous. It kind of reminds me of what happened to Selena, the the singer. And it's just like, sometimes you're so like your friends and you don't realize that kind of shit is happening behind the scenes because like female friendships are so like we're so close and connected like of course you would want to buy some similar shit to what I have and yeah of and course that's kind we're going of what to the same places yeah so you don't notice that do. this is like sneaking up on you until it's like there and I'm sure this probably happens in romantic relationships Although, too where like maybe mm-hmm. the woman is like uh, or the man whoever is like really enjoying the attention. Like I've seen that happen too, where it's like, yeah. you like that they care about you so much right. and that they want to know yeah. where you're going. Mm-hmm. And then it just like, you turn around and it's like, actually, this is really fucking uncomfortable. Um, and it just like kind of is net. But then by the time you realize it, it's almost like you're in a scary situation already. Right. I was going to say that. Cause I think with Selena, she was trying to set boundaries and that's actually, unfortunately what set this person off because uh, stalkers are totally fueled by rejection. Um, so that's what makes it so hard. I, I think you're right. And that's, again, like the cues of like romantic love and relationships. And when is it when does it cross a line from flattery or caring about someone to seeing someone as a possession or an object? And sometimes we don't do we don't know the difference. Right. Yeah, it's really, especially I feel like now with dating, because either guys are just like not into it or they're just love bombing you. And so I think Uh, that's usually what I hear from people. Well, I feel like if you're if you meet a love bomber, it's like that could easily turn into stalking. Like that seems like a gateway drug to somebody becoming a stalker. Yeah. Um, Although the love bomber, usually they bomb and then they're out of steam. And then they, right. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, I think that's how you know if it's a love bomber or a stalker. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> it, it starts off that way, and then it either goes one of two ways. They're a stalker, or they just ghost you. It's like one or the other. You're <laughs> going to be probably a little hurt by the situation either way. 
And you just have to wait it out to... and be like, I can't tell if this guy is a stalker hmm. or if he's just love bombing me. I got to give it a couple more weeks. So, so do you guys want to try something fun? This is something that I do with people who are experiencing stalking to try. And- it's a fun yeah. activity about stalking. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. So, so <laughs> like something that I learned from um, in order, like I said, I learned about stalking in order like to present on it was the best way. What do you do when you're being stalked? It's really hard to know okay. what to do, right? Yeah. So the best thing you can do is send one very direct message and then no future content. Nothing. Yeah. Because yeah, unfortunately it encourages. Right. Right. So if you answer, you know, a text message after the 41st text message, what the stalker receives is, Oh, I just have to text them 41 times and then I'll get a response. Yeah. I know it's It's crazy. They'll take any intermittent reinforcement. Right. Right. They'll take any, anything they can get and they'll often inflate, uh, messages that they're being given so um and this is really hard because it's really hard to send a direct message to someone that's very clear so try to because you already know that they're hurt right right and we're when we're trained especially as women to let the guy down easy right so we're not a bitch like hillary um yeah so i want you guys to try and break up with me but do it in a direct way and i'll tell you what i'm thinking as a stalker Okay, this is great. I you can go first. Damn you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jamie, I have really given this conversation a lot of thought and I think I actually I'm sure I just need to have some time alone and mm. I don't want you to take it personally but I I don't see us together in a relationship anymore uh, I just need to focus on myself I'm so sorry I don't want to hurt you okay but, uh, but I, I realize no contact is is the best way for now I we need to just really separate and try to heal ourselves okay so this is what i'm thinking as a stalker good job heidi by the way okay i know that's so good. i'm thinking like, oh i'm God, thinking as I'm a stalker a that she talked about time right now so then i can just wait until she doesn't need a long until time later. anymore and she doesn't need us to be apart so i'll just wait and i'll and i'll see how long it'll take but that's great i'm glad it's not personal so that means it's not about me um so I, I really, once she said it wasn't, so there's still a yeah, chance. once she said it wasn't personal, I kind of didn't hear anything else because I thought, oh, good. What she's saying, she's just <laughs> making up bullshit um, to be nice, but she really does want to be together, but it's just not the right time. It's so hard though, isn't it? Because you actually did a pretty yeah. good job, Heidi. I know you did. I think you did. I, I tried to be direct. You, did, you, were, you, were, you direct. were pretty direct. Unfortunately, yeah. a soccer will turn anything around. It's really hard. You have to be really brutal. Okay, but if anyone can be brutal, maybe Iris can do it. You want to try Iris? you can do it. <laughs> I literally, I don't even know what I would say. I would just be like, hey, Jamie, listen, like, your behavior is unacceptable. I'm not really interested. No, actually, I'm definitely not interested in you ever fucking being in touch with me again. I'm blocking your number. If you text me, I will not fucking get it. If you step by my house, I will call the police. And just so you know, I got a gun, and I will fucking shoot you. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking as... I mean, how much of a stalker is this Yeah, yeah. Here's what I'm thinking as a stalker. 
First of all, I think Iris is hilarious. She loves to joke around. She's so funny with all her like little threats. Um, and um, she didn't like my behavior. So I just have to change my behavior and everything will be okay. Okay, but Jamie, can I just tell you how crazy I am? This is how much this is, I'm most likely to be in a stalker relationship because I'd be like, okay, great. You're going to change your behavior. Let's see how it goes. Right. I know. Right. Though? And that's what happened. I'm like, great. Stop doing crazy shit. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so hard, you know, like saying like, well, I have a boyfriend. Oh, well, I just need to get rid of the boyfriend. Why would we need? No, that's to myself. Until I don't need time to you. It's so hard. It's, you know, it's literally so, like, so, I'm not interested in you. Can you give us the I've never, example of what to oh, actually yeah, do? Yeah, I was just saying. So, I mean, but honestly, really, a stalker can turn anything around, right? Because yours was pretty good, Heidi, and yours, Iris. But um, probably the most direct is, I'm not interested in you. I'm never going to be interested in you. I don't want to communicate further. And then you do not communicate further with that person. Do you actually block them or is it better to not block them so that if something bad happens, you have proof that they're crazy? So what I suggest to people is that they, they keep their current number and they get a new phone number. If they have the financial ability that they keep their phone number that the stalker knows and they just lower their plan so they can keep it for evidence and they get a new number for everybody else. Okay. I love that. Any other advice for somebody who's going through like a situation where they might be stalked in like either male or female, like there's different types of stalkers. And so I've had both personally, mm-hmm. like I've had a friendship person who was very stalker, like she was a crazy bitch. Wow. Um, and honestly, I was probably like most afraid of her. And then I've had like a really crazy ex-boyfriend too. So I think that it's good advice. What other things should people who are going through something like this take? Yeah, I mean, the phone number, I think, like, thinking about the evidence is good. You want to think about, because if you, the more trail of evidence you have, the more likely you can go to the police or get an order of protection. You could consider an order of protection. The thing, again, though, is, is going to the police or getting an order of protection. Again, stalkers are, are, are um, sometimes fueled by rejection. Um, some of them don't like authority. And so if you bring a, an authority figure in, that will stop them. But some of them are fueled by that. So that is something to consider that this could actually worsen getting an order of protection or getting the police involved. Um, But really the best thing is no contact whatsoever. So whatever you can do. um, I know some people feel like, well, I don't want to move or I don't want to have to change my daily patterns. Um, Yes, I understand that. And if it keeps you safer, do what's going to keep you safer. I think it's really about how do you uh, find safety? Um, because whenever we're experiencing something traumatic, the sooner we can get back into safety, the less likely it is for it even to be traumatic for us at all. Awesome. That is great advice. I love that. What about the um, story or the little Oh, yes. We're going to go to that, to the question. Yeah. Okay. Can we only yeah, refer to she, our questions she, as vignettes from now on? Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's a good idea. That's what my sleepy brain can yeah, be like. Can we move vignette. on to the vignette? Can we move on to the vignette? Yeah. Okay. So this is titled Help. A guy that I confided in at work is trying to ruin my relationship. Borderline stalking might even be dangerous. Let me start off by saying I fucked up. I've been in a long-term relationship with someone for six years, and we are getting married this year. We had some issues at the end of last year that I won't get into. I started a new job, and one of my coworkers seemed to be going through something similar in his relationship. 
We confided in each other and talked a lot. He caught feelings for me and he tried to kiss me twice, but I never let anything happen. He kept telling me he wanted me for the rest of his life, have kids, get married, the whole thing. I was really taken back and tried to shut it down because we only knew each other a month. I didn't tell my fiance because I was felt guilty for confiding in this guy. I stopped talking to this guy at the end of January, but now this guy somehow got my fiance's phone number. My fiance is getting texts from random phone numbers. We suspect this guy is using an application to generate new numbers, new phone numbers, which by the way, technology is like the stalker's best friend. Um, I confronted this guy about what is going on and he denies everything. He tried blaming it on my friends. Now this guy will text my fiance every day he sees me and some days he doesn't see me. I don't talk and I don't even make eye contact with this guy anymore because I don't want to feed into anything. What the hell do we do? It's treating my relationship with my fiance because this guy is saying he had an affair and all this other crap. I regret ever talking to this guy and I wish I could undo everything. We can't change phone numbers yet because we just got over to a new phone plan and there's a one to three month grace period to change phone numbers. We keep blocking the numbers that come through too. Police will not consider this harassment because it's not 20 plus times a day. This guy is proving that he'll do and say anything to hurt me and my fiance. I'm almost scared he'll start stalking either one of us. He's very emotionally unstable and told me that I'm the reason he started drinking and he wants to kill himself when I first stopped talking to him. I fear that since he's a loose cannon, he might even physically retaliate towards me. What should we do to make this all stop? Yikes. I know. Yeah, that I kind of feel like she's already. She still has to see him. Yeah, I think she's already being stalked. Oh, she absolutely. I, I think, like she's absolutely. like she said she was like I think he's going to start, and I'm like no girl, like he's stalking yeah. you. Like this is oh, happening yeah, for sure because she is very intimidated by him, which for good reason. I'm not saying she shouldn't be. Absolutely, and he's like loving it. He's wow. Uh, well, as an HR person, what I would say definitely, like you should get an HR person and then also the therapy perspective. But from an HR perspective, I would call, I would tell HR because this is actually like not acceptable. There's a lot of laws, federal laws about harassing people at work. It is one of my favorite trainings to facilitate (laughs) and actually harassing. And so the conversation here about stalking and harassing, actually a lot of what you said about stalking is the same as our rules for harassment. So for instance, if somebody's doing something that you think it's making you uncomfortable, you need to clearly state to them, this is making me uncomfortable, please stop. And then if they continue to do it, that is when we consider it to be harassment. And that is when it becomes something that we can terminate you for. So if she's clearly told him that this makes her uncomfortable, she can report this to human resources. And honestly, for safety purposes, especially nowadays, that person would be talked to and like given a warning. And if, if the behavior continued, they would be terminated. However, from a therapist's perspective, there's that middle ground of her reporting this person and then them something happening before he can be terminated. So I'd be interested to hear what Jamie thinks. But from an HR perspective, I think you should get in touch with them because it's not fair to make you uncomfortable at work. It's a, you have to go there and you should not. I, I know, Jamie, you might disagree, but I just feel like it's really unfair that she might be the one who has to yeah. leave. But I do understand that it might be required. So, Wait, quick question about from the HR perspective. What about do these ex- harassment, beha- stalking behaviors have to occur at work? No, they because... do not. So we train about that okay. too. So for instance, if we are friends at work and then I'm like, 
really irritated at you. We got super drunk at a bar and I'm like, Heidi, I'm going to fucking beat your ass. And then you're like, whoa, Iris, that's really scary. And that makes me feel uncomfortable. And then the next day it's a Sunday and I text you and I'm like, yeah, I can't wait till I see you at work on Monday. I'm going to fuck you up. Even if I wasn't going to see you at work, me sending you all of those text messages is really, that's harassing and it can make you feel unsafe. So even if it's something that happens outside of work, that's still considered harassment. Yeah. And there's usually different HR rules, right? Like there's a rule about fighting somebody at work, which is actually something you can be terminated for immediately versus harassing somebody at work, which is different because harassment can just be the general relationship. Um, But then there's also things like if the person does something to you at work, depending on what your handbook says, that can make it something where it's like a category four, which would mean that they can be terminated immediately. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so that there's that tool, um, which is definitely worth her time trying. I don't know, but the I mean, change phone plans. Like, come on, if it's if it's causing that much of a problem, like, I how much you know? It's like peace of mind versus however many hundreds of dollars for changing a phone plan. I don't. That just. I I mean, would it stop? I don't know. I don't know if, where if this guy knows where she lives. Probably, it's not that hard to figure right. out. Right, especially you know. if you work together. You well, and that's the thing too is that if yeah. he figures out that the phone is not working anymore, he might try something else. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like then it presents. Okay, well then where she lives. Um. I mean, honestly, if I were her, I would, I still think take, talking HR is a really good idea because of the fact no, that he's that's, like, yeah, yeah, I would probably yeah, start with, to kill right, right. I would probably start with HR, see what his response was, but I agree with you, Heidi, mm-hmm. although, I mean, I've worked with people who just don't have any financial means, but if this person has a job and um, a fiance, you would hope that maybe she does have the financial means. Um, and again, you could keep that phone number, maybe just have him get like another number for the time being. Um, the other thing I would say in this situation is to wait it out. Like, honestly, he's if you continue to have no because I think her going to him and asking him to stop is not helping. Um, and, right. and almost like her going so far out of her way to have no interaction with him also probably fuels him because he can tell that she's uncomfortable. So I think the, the, the least um, messaging she can give him, the better, um, which they're not giving much. But, I mean, I might just wait it out because after a while, if he's not getting a response, that might be enough. And, and Right. right. And honestly, like, I hate to say this, but with stalking, you kind of like, it's not like they just stop. Usually they find somebody else. Um, uh, and and you hate to think about that, stopping. but at least it's not you, right? Like, I mean, the hope is that eventually they'll get enough messaging from everybody around them in the community that like, hey, this isn't what we do as a human being. But unfortunately, that's not typically how we do things in the U.S. Um, because we're really individualistic. So um, we kind of let people get away with stuff. <laughs> We're not great allies all the time. And I think that's changing. I mean, I, that was some of the training I did is like, how do you be an ally? How do you um, say like, this isn't okay, or like help someone who's a survivor or victim of this kind of stuff. But 
um, you know, yeah, I think if you wait it out, he'll probably, with, with as little messaging as possible, that would be my other suggestion. Do you think it would be worth her time to do, like, maybe both things? Like, maybe, like... Oh, I would definitely go to HR. And have HR talk to him. I would definitely go to HR because that actually might be a good motivator because he may want to keep his job. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Like, he might be like, shit, Yeah, or it may make it worse. It it just depends. Right, that's what... Yeah. Exactly. And then at that point, if it does make it worse, then I think she'll kind of know what she's dealing with. And then maybe could, could like, go... Because, you know, I think a a base-level stalker, right? Like, the entry-level stalker would probably have not done this. But, like, the step above that stalker, which maybe is this guy, would be the person who's, like okay, fine, I'm going to, like, I don't want to get in trouble at work, or, like, I don't want to get in trouble with the cops, so fine, like you said, I'm going to find somebody else to stalk, and maybe that's who yeah. that guy is. It's hard um, I think no, I mean, I think the fact out. that he went as far as to say he would kill himself is something that makes it a little bit more serious than not, um, yeah. because that's very you know, much That's how, like, my ex-boyfriend is, though. He would say that he was going to kill himself all the time, and not to make light of it, but, like, that was his thing. He would get drunk he would call me a billion times I'd be like listen I'm gonna call the police on you and then he'd curse me out and then he wouldn't call mm. me for a few days though if I thought you know what and then he would call me back and say that he was gonna no like, that's true that's, that's true but here's the thing is you for you you kind of knew that was just the thing but the way she's writing here she's scared and I think we need to trust how yeah. we feel there's something about this that feels right. like it could escalate so but is she, do we know if she's a friend? Yeah, she said at the end. Hold on, let me She said at the end, I fear that since he's a loose cannon, so she thinks he's a loose cannon, he might even physically retaliate towards me. So that's pretty serious. So that's good to know. I don't, because I was just wondering at first, because she, the title mm-hmm. threw me off. Is like, I was like, are you concerned about this? Or just I mean, she that might even have to go to HR and they might have to come up with a plan without involving him first. And it might also, I mean, is that possible to do that with HR? Or would HR protocol not allow you to no. do that? And maybe she wouldn't go to HR because HR would be like, well, we have to get a mediator and all these other things and blah, blah, blah. I mean, for, to be completely mm-hmm. honest, that's yeah. That's the problem like, the because that might not be really, safe for her. Yeah. like, And that's the thing is like we want to – so that's the problem yeah. with HR. No, I get it because it's not I about guess. the employee. Like, it's about the employer. Right. Yes. But also, though, like with that said, like we it's kind of about the employee, too, because like I believe her. I think that he's crazy. But also, like, what if they like what if they did have sex? Like, what if he is texting her and is doing all of this stuff? But it's like he really wouldn't do anything violent. Like that's the gray area. Like nobody is right now working from a frame of you are automatically guilty, which I I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying, like, that's just what is happening. It's giving people the opportunity to like hang themselves is more so what is happening right now where like we would give you a warning about this unless you were unless right. you've already but shown see, that you would do something like survivor this. Now, is you... that that could be invalidating because then they feel like they're not being believed exactly. and i and i get where you're coming from from an hr perspective because you have to be careful but so that might be why someone wouldn't go to hr because they might not and that's the thing is i think that's probably why a lot yeah. of people don't come to hr because we have to i mean like this is just in defense of HR, not necessarily this person. Cause I don't know what's happening here. There's a lot of the times though, where at my work in particular, people will get into fights and it's very yeah, like yeah. he said, she said, and the stories will change in a couple of weeks. And if I were determined, oh, everybody yeah, who this, like, I couldn't, but then also that said though, there's people who come to work with a rifle the next day. So like, it's a really tough, it's, it's tough. Like we don't really know 
you know, how to be fair to people where if you did tell them, hey, listen, you need to stop doing this. There are the people who would stop doing this. This guy might be the person who would stop doing it, but he also might be the guy who brings a rifle to work the next day. It's just so hard to know. And I, I don't really know what the solution is there because to be, to be like on the other side of that, like if I just was like, I really fucking hate this guy. We did fuck. And like, now I don't want him to work here because he ghosted me. I'm going to say he's harassing me. I can get him fired. And I think that's the thing is like, we don't know really where the line should be on like this whole situation because it's not just like okay well you can't we can transfer you to another office now if that's the case in her workplace if, if they could oh transfer, yeah that's a good that's she a good can idea. ask for that what do you think Heidi yeah she can ask for that well I never thought of just like you said Iris like people who would fabricate stuff but that's a very real possibility too like it's just based on you know hearsay like her only proof is numbers coming from random random numbers. She doesn't have well, that's to. The, yeah, really. that's the thing about stalking. He's right? doing it's, a great job. I mean, it does seem like it's him, but you're right. She doesn't have proof right now. And he's saying, like, he's so going to kill So to be like. Right. right. And does she have proof so, that? Does she right. have a text so message or saying, voicemail? This, right. This mm-hmm. is her experience. And to transfer him or, you know, have some work consequences that could potentially set him off. Like I could see, I just, I don't know. I just see more the, the problems with that. Yeah, it's challenging. Like, so- it's, it's like, it's like the, you know, like the Me Too movement, which I'm, uh, you know, a big and that this happened you know has totally to light but on the other side you know men who didn't do anything women are you know accusing them of shit they didn't do and ruining their careers I get it it's a you know very small right amount there's very legitimate things that happen but they're guilty before even you know being investigated or whatever you know and and that's a problem when you just go on hearsay and she doesn't yeah it's, I don't know she needs to get more proof I think she needs to go to HR and address the issue and ask what what else she mm-hmm. needs to do or what she can do within um, her work environment to feel yeah. safe and ask the HR person or whatever like you know, can we start by not notifying Right, you him? can do that. Thank you, and, Heidi. That's a good point. You can do that. Because, that you know, then he wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't trigger him because he wouldn't know why Move she's, her desk or move you know, to a different at, office. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. on a different floor or, you know, in a different building or whatever. And that is totally um, possible. So thanks for suggesting that, Heidi. Like, I forgot to say that. She can also just come to HR as a counsel to say, like, this is happening to me and it's making me feel really uncomfortable. I don't really know how he'll react. And honestly, I would just rather remove myself from the situation. So can I move my desk? Can I move to a different floor? Is there another office? She could yeah. do that. And she needs to step up her documentation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do that, but I see what you're saying. Like if she needs, she, it's important to have evidence, but it's, it sucks as, as a person so going through does... this to have to do that. Yeah. 
no I get it maybe I get advice it, is but like ultimately it's yeah it's unfortunate right. it is the onus is on her but you know ultimately like you know she is mm-hmm. concerned about her physical safety and for good yeah. reason and I mean, so, if you really think about it, I think she needs she needs to play yeah, the game. How unfortunately it's been set up, it, you know? Because I mean, yeah, even if you exactly. think about the court like, of law, it's if, if you want to play the legal game, right. you need to yeah follow the because it's you have to prove you know, the person guilty, not the other so. way around. So that's yeah. the shitty part. Like that's the that is the crux of the whole it is issue. Shitty. Is that like you? It's it's you're innocent until proven guilty. So the defense in a case like this is really just basically being like well what probable deniability and unfortunately so much of it but what I think is maybe the answer is like all three of our advice might be the best advice for her maybe she goes to HR asks to kind of move her desk or see if she can go to another office place that way also we do document that this is happening so if something continues you have yeah there's exactly and so if it continues we'll be like okay well we already had notice of this maybe Heidi's right maybe she should move forward with changing her number and like maybe if she can move herself away from it as much as possible and then do what Jamie says like kind of wait and see like how this is going to play out now that she's like put some distance between herself like put some boundaries down and like see what happens maybe that is the next step and also I will add most companies now just in case this person is randomly listening to this podcast Nowadays, you can get them to switch your auto your your phone plan for you oh, for free. Oh, that's um, great! Like a lot of companies will buy out your contract. Yeah. So, I mean, oh. that's like and I think, and I so... think there are phone companies that if you explain the situation, stalking. I feel like there might even be a law yeah, or something. I don't I know if that's so true. Um, but I think I think you know there's many options here, and it's going to be up to her and maybe her fiance now because he's been exposed to this too to figure out like what feels right mm-hmm. based on their interactions with this person already. Yes, but I also just hope her her fiance is not like blaming her because I was I don't know why I got that vibe. It probably was just something well, I put she, in there myself. I think she was just nervous to disclose because she felt right, right, and so she probably has more there. shame than maybe what's coming from the fiance but it could be coming from the fiance um I mean if this is really fa- yeah, and this I don't could be that's... really affecting his life so yeah um but it's it, you know it's scary for her too so I mean it's kind of that was like random it brings me back to fatal attraction like she was crazy and it started to impact both of their lives like the wife was suffering and so is well the husband kind of was a dick but whatever he didn't deserve to be stalked and have his bunny boiled, I guess. But it was really, you know, it's unfortunate for a lot of people when it kind of enters into this situation. There's like more parties right, involved right. with the stalking. Well, this has been a wonderful discussion. We talked for a while about this. This has been great. Yeah, uh, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> for forever. Does anybody have any like any final thoughts or anything like that? No, I think we covered this pretty fully for me. My end. Yep. Well, Heidi, thank you so yes. much for coming. Heidi. We've been wanting you to be a guest forever. Yay. Thanks for inviting me. You've been here. Yes, definitely. I'll make yes, another. Yes, we gave you like there's like seven topics that we can talk about, so we'll bring you back and we'll do like a, a lighthearted one next. Bobby is a lighthearted. <laughs> no, well, I mean, kind of. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it was good talking to you. Don't forget to like and subscribe Thanks. this podcast and leave us a comment even Bye. if you hate it. All right. Thank you. Bye.